We all have secrets from our past that we don't want revealed. What is it that you're hiding? Hulu's critically acclaimed drama The Path explores the mysterious world of a controversial cult in upstate New York. Aaron Paul, Michelle Monaghan, and Hugh Dancy star as three people at the center of this controversial cult, all of whom carry dark secrets that, if revealed, could destroy their lives and the cult. Season 2 of The Path is now streaming, only on Hulu. New episodes, Wednesdays. Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And we sound different today because uh, we are far we are far away from each other. It's probably for the best, but, you know, that's what it is. Liz is, is trapped in a snow-ridden New York City, and, and I'm sitting in L.A. when it's raining. So uh, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on. It's raining? Yeah, pretty hard. Oh, man, I miss that. Well, I miss the snow, Elizabeth. Well, fine, Benjamin. We both Next time are... we'll switch. Next time we'll switch. We'll fly to opposite ends of the country at the different times. Weather will probably still follow us, no matter what. Yes. Um, but we're, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, I'm here attending a press event, and then, but I will be back home in time for Sunday night TV. And that's a good thing because, oh, man, last Sunday night... As you listen to this, there was a lot of TV. There was, there was quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if there's a drinking game to be played with our podcast, it probably revolves around us using some sort of phrase. There's a lot of TV. There's too much TV. There's just an overwhelming amount of content out there. Something like that. So, uh, but yeah, Sunday was still pretty big. Yeah, and uh, I mean, to the point where I think you, between the two of us, they're like. We've each watched at least two or three of the shows that are airing that night, and neither of us watched the same show. Yeah, and neither of us watched The Walking Dead. <laughs> I actually did watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, you did? You saw it? Okay. Yeah. It was great. There was a tiger. Well, we, don't, we don't regularly watch The Walking we Dead. We do not. But, we do uh, not. Uh, yeah, you saw Girls in the Walking Dead, and I saw The Missing and other shows that aren't premiering, but like Homeland and The Young Pope. Yeah, young Pope? Young Pope. Um, and it's, I mean, it, but it's a fascinating tradition, this whole Sunday night TV thing. It's something we wanted to talk about a little bit, especially because, um, you know, we've done, this is our 99th episode, guys, 99 episodes of the show. And when we originally premiered it, we very deliberately chose to, you know, start, publish it on Mondays because we wanted to be able to kind of be pretty quick on the draw when it comes to covering Sunday night TV, a.k.a. the biggest night of TV that there is. Yeah, Sunday is where it's at. I mean, there's obviously a lot of big shows that premiere throughout the week. There's obviously, you know, big nights, especially for networks like Thursdays. Um, But Sunday, I mean, so many important events fall on Sunday in terms of event TV and in terms of actual events out in the world. Like, for instance, this past Sunday, while Girls was premiering and The Missing was on and The Walking Dead was taking off, you could have been watching the Grammys instead, like the 59th Annual Grammy Awards with James Corden were happening at the same time, so you had to make a choice between one or the other, and all of these networks were comfortable pitting them against each other because it's just such a strong night where people are going to be indoors and watching TV, in theory. In theory, and it's, but that's the question. Like, Where did this start? Do, we have, do people actually know why Sunday night TV is, is Sunday night is such a huge night for TV? 
Does anyone know why? Like I said, you went done a study. Oh, I'm sure there's been. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the networks, uh, individual up to themselves, have done it. But yes, I, I. I mean, common sense tells us that it's it's a big day because people are winding down. They maybe had a big weekend. They got their errands out of the way during the day. They're ready to just plant themselves at night because they've got to work the next day. But they're still more inclined to stay up late to watch things. Um, and there's and there's just more eyes available. There's more time available. It's it's you usually don't make plans to go out and do something on a Sunday night, so they know you're going to be at home and they're going to grab you. I mean, it's, it feels almost like it could be a chicken and the egg situation where, like, I mean, did HBO did we start all start staying in on Sunday nights because HBO started programming uh, all their stuff on Sunday nights? Well, I think a bigger question might even be who started the Sunday night trend because I mean. I think we talked about it before. When, didn't the X-Files move to Sunday nights well before HBO was dominating programming? That's a good point, yeah. The, and that was considered to be like a, a sign that Fox was putting more faith in it than you know it had previously. Uh, it previously, it kind of anchored Friday night, which wasn't seen as a very competitive night of television. Still and, not. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um, though I still, I, I, think, I think, you know, I think this is what we've talked about in the past, which is the fact that I get I get nostalgic for like the Friday the dorky Friday night TV I used to watch all the time. Oh yeah, and it's and that's kind of the interesting point about where we're at now as, uh, compared to where we were before. They're still kind of following that model in that a lot of the a lot of the shows that air on Friday nights are not necessarily you know the big hitters for that network or their most important shows they're kind they're not dumping them off on a friday but it's still seen as being moved to kind of like a graveyard shift if you get shifted over to that instead of starting there or if if it's there in general but then it comes back to well okay there's not as much of an emphasis put on who's watching something live they still want to make a big impact when they have a chance to snag live viewers and live viewership is still very important to advertising advertising driven uh tv shows but there's a lot of time-shifted viewing going on, so why can't people just dump it on Friday and then they know that people will record it and watch it whenever they want because that's what a lot of people do with a show no matter when it airs throughout the week. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who made a regular her regular uh, tradition when Hannibal was on the air was she would watch it on Saturday mornings, and that was because, in her words, it was too scary to watch on Friday nights. Oh yeah, I, that's an excellent tradition. I, <laughs> that was that was the first show that I remember giving me nightmares. Like I watched it, and then I'd wake up, I'd wake up from nightmares that very night. So wow, uh, I hear that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that, like the, the other interesting thing about it is, I mean, maybe there is something to the Monday morning water cooler thing where it's like, you know, you do want to kind of come in and be like, man, did you see Walking Dead last night? Or rather, man, did you see Homeland last night? Yeah, and I think that that's a big part of what they rely on now. I mean, it's almost, to me, it almost feels like a favor when the network puts a show like that that you want to be talking about on a Sunday night um, because you know, throughout the week people get busy. So I feel it's more reliable that there's they're going to have the opportunity to stay in or watch it on Sunday night. You can make appointment viewing for that because you're going to be home anyway. And what else are you going to do other than watch TV? Um, I mean, what else do we do without with the rest of our lives other than watch TV? But uh, but still, I mean, I feel like that's almost like a favor even when to them it's more like, well, we, we know we can get the most audience out of it and we know people will tune in, so we're going to take advantage. Yeah. I mean... 
What's interesting is, you know, the decline, I think, of Thursday night to some degree. Like, what happened, you know, Thursday used to be, of course, like, must-see TV. But nowadays, I feel like, aside from aside from Shondaland, uh, which really yeah. does own that night still, um, in general, with the middle of the week, I it, it is my job to know when air, shows air. And I have a hard time remembering sometimes whether a show is, if it, if, whether it's airing on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, or Thursday night. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's something that gets me every time uh, because, you know, we're so far removed from it. Like, we're more removed from it than normal. Um, so, like, the idea that Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder are going up against other shows, it's like, okay, so I think, I'm pretty sure Training Day airs that night, like, on CBS, and I think they've got some comedies beforehand. But, like, I mean, unless I just, unless I just looked it up online, I would not have been able to tell you that Riverdale is now a Thursday night show. And that it's going up against my kitchen rules on Fox. <laughs> oh, that's a battle of the battle of the titans, if ever I've heard one. Yeah, well, I mean, the real competitor might be Chicago Med and then Scandal, but yeah, um, but yeah, and it's I mean, it's a testament looking at what's available on this Thursday as compared to when NBC was putting you know Friends and Seinfeld and Cheers on Thursdays. It's not really the same type of content. Like CBS is their biggest hitter is Big Bang Theory, and I'm pretty, isn't that on Mondays now? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it might be still Thursdays. And then NCIS is on, uh, Sundays? Uh, yeah. Oh, I think, I think, I think, uh, no, yeah, you're right, Big Bang is now on Mondays. No. Um, and no, I think NCIS is still on Tuesdays. I think it's like that, like, NCIS Bull, NCIS uh, whatever the other one is. Uh, I guess NCIS New Orleans. Um, yeah, we'd have to specify which NCIS we're talking about, but we're we're starting to obviously drift away from our our comfort zone even more than normal. Let alone <laughs> like trying to decide when stuff's on. We're talking about shows that we don't typically watch. Yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing for you. Um, I. Uh, I was going to make I mean, this is going to be a spoiler alert for my next thing I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, but I am the next thing I'm looking forward to watching is uh, The Good Fight, which is CBS's uh, basically Good Wife spinoff. Um, now with like uh, we, we just where they just kind of like we like all these actors. We'll take them and we'll bring them with us to CBS All Access and we'll make what kind of sounds like basically just The Good Wife again, but without Juliana Margulies which I'm, I'm okay with because they're bringing me Christine Baranski in her place. And that is always Christine Baranski can have everything she wants in the world. Um, and the way they're distributing this, so it's, it's on CBS all access, which is a, it's streaming platform uh, connected to this, to CBS. The C, the first episode is going to air on CBS on Sunday night, which is when the good wife always aired uh, originally. And then future episodes are going to premiere on CBS All Access on Sunday nights, which strikes me as really weird on a number of levels. For one thing, um, it, it I, I'm used to stuff premiering on streaming services at like midnight because that's the way Hulu and Netflix have always operated. And two, like, I mean, the idea of just sitting there waiting for something to appear on an internet website is so different from sitting there and waiting for HBO to, you know, for it to be six o'clock on HBO on your TV. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very different thing. And I mean, CBS all access seems to be a little bit, 
a little bit daring, I guess is one way to put it, in terms of how they're constructing their streaming platform. It's not, it doesn't seem like a direct competitor or trying to mimic the Netflix or the Amazons of this world. It's, it's trying to kind of do its own thing that's somehow a mesh between their traditional system and something a little bit new. It is kind of fascinating that of all the broadcast networks, the, innovate, the real innovation is happening with CBS. Like, that goes against all <laughs> expectations. Yeah. I, I, and the way they're doing it makes me curious. I mean, it's, it's, I, again, it's not something we're ever going to know 100%, um, but it is, it is curious how successful it will be. Like, I, I will be fascinated to kind of see how it develops after they start from this point and this strategy and what it looks like in two or three years. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for a while, and the fact that they are so they're really but they're now that they're really trying to commit to putting original programming on it, like this right. is clearly a turning point. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a different thing, and it's it, it again circles back to the larger discu- discussion of you know does it real how much does it matter when something actually premieres? I mean, there's those shows like Game of Thrones where people who are watching online are still very, very aware that it premieres at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and they tune in on HBO Now and then scream and yell and moan to the internet to anybody who will listen if it's not up right away. I I literally have. During season six, uh, I would be at my computer hitting reload at 6.01 p.m. waiting for uh, the show to start. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, for some for some reason, only one of us ended up doing that. It's almost as if it was somebody's job. Yep, that was yours. Yep, that was that. It, that was my job. Did you ever finish season six? Uh, yeah, I saw the end of it. Okay, good. That, that's fine. <laughs> it was fun. They 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 blew up so many yeah. things, Ben. They blew up a few things. So many things. But in terms of what people are going to tune into this Sunday night, I mean, is there anything, in your opinion, from the ones that you saw that deserves appointment viewing, that deserves that kind of, I'm sitting down at 559, 8.59, whatever it is for you, and starting this show? Well, I think... I think we're all like going to be so excited and so happy and so relieved when last week tonight returns. Um, yes, that that's going to be a breath of fresh air for all of us. Uh, that's and that of course already has aired as of last night. Um, so we've got that. Um, I think the following Sunday is really where things get interesting, though, because there we have Big Little Lies making its premiere finally. Um, we will then also have to deal with the good fight. Um, and then Billions is also coming back on the 19th. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch a season two of something, if you're committing one way or another to a sequel season uh, on one of these Sundays, I would I would push towards the missing on Stars more than Billions. Yeah, talk um, yeah talk a little bit about the missing. Well, the missing is also interesting in terms of what we were just talking about uh, release schedule because oh, yeah. they are airing it traditionally on Stars at 8 p.m. on Sunday nights which is a little bit of a shift for stars, which for a while was doing their original programming on Saturdays, uh, building them up, and, and now they're shifting a lot of them over to Sunday nights. But even more interesting with The Missing, they're premiering all eight episodes of this anthology series 
uh, via their streaming app and video on demand. So that night on Sunday, if you, for some reason, tune in super early, uh, but you go in through the Stars app, you can watch more than one episode. You can watch as many as you want because they're all going to be made available right away, and that allows anybody who is ever going to be interested in The Missing to check it out whenever they want while they're still going to be airing traditionally throughout the season. It's, it's exactly like what NBC did with Aquarius uh, when it first premiered, but, uh, but now it's Stars. Yeah, actually, Stars did that also with uh, the Girlfriend Experience. Uh, that's how. Did they do it with uh, Flesh and Bone too? They did that with Flesh and Bone as well. I think Flesh and Bone okay. was, is maybe Flesh and Bone would probably be counted as the first example of this. Uh, that was that yeah. was that was their first experiment with it. But they don't do yeah, it with all their shows, which is interesting. No, they don't, and I I probably should maybe I'll look into that for the article when we write up this podcast post, kind of to see how the numbers were affected from week to week because one of the interesting things with Aquarius, those numbers dropped pretty significantly from the premiere, which got like a good audience. But then as the season progressed over 13 weeks, uh, people like the viewership just kind of kept declining until you could tell that there was only the live viewership like still tuning in as opposed to people who, who I had to guess caught up online. We don't know that for sure, but they got good viewership numbers online. So we have to assume that a lot of people just kind of slowly faded away. So I'll, I'll be curious to see kind of how that worked out with uh, the STARS programs as well. Poor, poor Aquarius. Yeah, RIP Aquarius. We love you. Um, also, The Missing is pretty good. Just That was a lot of ratings talk. It's it's actually a pretty good show. Yeah, so. David Morrissey, uh, uh, Keely Hawes, that guy whose name we don't know how to say. Yeah, I feel... I feel really bad about this. I I don't I don't know. You how really to... you really want to fi- well. You should go find some YouTube clips and learn of the guy doing other interviews. That's usually how yeah. people do it. I'm going to refer to him as Mr. Cario now. But, okay. Um, he's on Twitter. You can find him. He's amazing. He was he was actually in season one. He's the only character from season one who appears in season two. Um, whole new story. Whole new family. Um, so you different can, you kidnapping don't... style. Yeah, so you don't need to watch the first season if you uh, haven't had a chance to check it out yet. You can just dive in with this. Which is not true about Billions, even though you might, I mean, you might be able to pick it up. There's not there's not a lot of depth to what's going on in Billions uh, in terms strictly of plot. Like, there's still just two guys kind of throwing down, so. I wonder if, like, yeah, like, if there, there's probably going to be a significant previously on Billions thing. If you had seen, like, a little bit of season one, maybe that's enough to catch you up. Maybe I'll try doing that, see see what happens. Yeah, you'd miss out on maybe some, some badass lines or, like, a little bit of Metallica guest starring and a lot of Damian Lewis's rock band t-shirts. But, I mean... You can summarize Billions by basically saying it's it's Paul Giamatti versus Damian Lewis. They're still going after each other. Good luck. Hot. Um, but yeah, Big Little Eyes. That's probably the one next Sunday. That'll be a big one. Um, what about girls, Liz? Talk to us about girls. I Okay, Ben is very dismissive of girls. Yeah. I, meanwhile, um, I've never been a huge fan of it. Like, I was never obsessed with it in its early years, but... In kind of taking on the, you know, handling the freelancer who covers uh, who covers the show for us, and also just kind of tracking it on my own in these later seasons, I've been pretty impressed by some of the stuff they've tried. And uh, the first the first episode premiere, which aired last night, um, features Riz Ahmed, and he is incredible. And that is enough reason I think for anyone to watch. And 
then we get kind of back to regular girlsness uh, in episode two. And but episode three is really something special. Uh, I don't I think it's going to be controversial. I think people are going to want to talk about it. And most importantly, it features uh, Matthew Reese. And that is always a good thing. So uh, I am very excited to to continue talking about girls, much to Ben's dismay. Yeah, I mean, in, in my mind, Girls is a show that, that very, is very personal, and when I watch it, I become it's it it should it should be more appealing to me because I always talk about how my favorite shows are the ones that start a discussion, and Girls is definitely one of the best shows that literally starts discussions either online or in person. If anybody watched it, or sometimes even if you don't, um, but to me, it, it's equal parts provocative and frustrating. I never feel like it delivered a complete picture on a lot of issues or a lot of topics or even the characters that, that go through it. So I get kind of interested every time I hear about the talent coming in because they're always very good at getting very, very good, hot talent that's, that's you know coming up and, and people are getting excited about it. I mean, Patrick Wilson was a great get and a very provocative episode. Matthew Reese sounds like a similar kind of deal. Um, Rizamid obviously is is flying high right now, but yeah, I, I it's one where I've kind of had to distance myself from it just because I I couldn't engage the way that I wanted to. Like it was too frustrating for me. Interesting. Yeah. God. So I was just looking ahead. Um, ben, I want to give you a gift. I want to let What's you up? talk about April sixteenth. Oh, that's so far ahead. I know. <laughs> But I was just looking ahead at it. I was looking ahead at the Sundays to come in April because April, April, you guys, is going to kill us. I, I'm not, I'm pretty sure we are all going to die. I'm stoked. It's going to be the best death ever. Oh, my God. Uh, this calendar, our, our calendar isn't even complete. We have like two, there are at least two or three Netflix shows coming in April that we need to add to the calendar. Um both Girl Boss and Dear White People was announced this week, uh, or last week, rather, as you listen to this, that uh, those shows will be premiering on April 21st and April April 28th. Fridays, the way God intended. Um, but yes, April April 16th, meanwhile, um, brings us not just the end of Girls, but also the premiere of Veep. It's been officially revealed. As well as this show that we don't really talk about that much called The Leftovers. It's happening, and much to Liz and I's disappointment for similar reasons, but for other shows, there will not be any extended episodes on April 16th. Um, They took their time at HBO kind of announcing when these premieres were happening. First, The Leftovers came out, and they said it was going to be April 16th. Then this week, they announced that Veep was coming out on April 16th, but The Leftovers started at 9 p.m., so it would run until 10 but they said Veep was starting at 10.30, so we were like, okay, so is Silicon Valley going to come out in between? And that's not the case. Silicon Valley doesn't start until the following Sunday, but instead of having a supersized Leftovers episode <coughs> like I was hoping for, or a uh, supersized Veep episode like Liz was hoping for, uh, we're getting the end of Girls. So Girls is running an extra week, basically. Not in its own timeline, but into my timeline of The Leftovers and airing right after the season premiere of The Best Show on TV. Yeah. Um, you know what's another crazy Sunday coming up uh, is uh, March 5th. Mostly because, uh, and I correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I don't feel like FX has ever really tried to break into Sunday nights. I feel like they've always kind of taken, like, let that night 
you know, left that night for other networks? It's not their bread and butter. No. Like, they don't typically, I mean, American Horror Story is their highest rated show. It airs on Wednesdays. Um, Americans is their most critically acclaimed show. It airs uh, typically on Wednesdays. Um, there, stuff there, that they've gotten out. Legion is Wednesday. Uh, Taboo's Tuesday. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, it's not, I, I know they've done stuff before, but right. it's not typically what they go after. But they're coming in hot with Feud. Uh, that will be premiering on March 5th and, and running on Sundays uh, following that. And yeah. that, that's, a, that's a crazy that's a crazy choice, but at the same time, like it's exi- kind of exciting. Good luck, FX. I mean, you're coming out right against the premiere of Shades of Blue Season 2? I don't think so. <laughs> Good luck. you think Lord. you can beat Jennifer Lopez? I'd, pff, no way. No one can beat J-Lo. Nobody should even try. <laughs> One of the things I do really enjoy is your your adoration of Jennifer Lopez. She's she's something else, Liz. She's just she's a talent. She's Jenny from the Block. She can do it all. <laughs> she can do comedy. She can do drama. She can do rom com. She can do reality shows. She can do cop shows. She can climb out of George Clooney's trunk in a Steven Soderbergh movie. I mean, there's just there's no limit. She is really freaking good and out of sight. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, so if you've ever wondered why Very Good Television Podcast publishes on Mondays, you now know the answer. Uh, And uh, we look forward to continuing to do so uh, in the future uh, as we prepare for episode number 100. Uh, Remember, our episode, the next episode will be episode 100. Episode 100. Why am I saying 800 like a weirdo? Um, Mm. It'll be cake. That's what matters, guys. There's going to be cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't figured, we don't know why or how or who will, the cake will happen, but the cake, cake will happen. We're sure of it. We believe in it. Yeah, there's going to be cake. There's, there's really no way around it. Yeah. It's just, it's happening. It's happening. There's cake. There's going to be cake. So. And um, there's going to be some surprises, you guys. So oh, yeah. I know we've, we've talked a lot about our excitement and what matters to us, which is the cake, but we've definitely... Let's, I'm not going to spoil a single thing about what's coming, but we've gone out of our way to try to give you guys a treat that we have not done before. So yeah, start looking forward to it. Something special's coming. Um, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? Um, I've got to be honest, Liz. I don't. I don't think I can legally say anything other than the Legion premiere. Um, I think I just, I think I am obligated to talk about it even further, even after I dumped 2,200 words into uh, an episode review and, I don't know, 1,300 words into a season review and hosted the Facebook Live with Rachel Keller, who is amazing, and, you know, have talked about Legion a few different times in this podcast already. But I've got to say, like, it's... That premiere is something very, very special. It's, it, I feel like it's starting something special, which is obviously very exciting, but it should be remarked upon unto itself as a pilot because there is just so much going into it. The construction of it is very, very ambitious. Um, the sets, the costumes, everything has its own meaning built into it. It's, it's a really, really um, obvious labor of love, and each element of that show has been done to its highest ability. Like it's just it's it's incredible. It's just something else. So 
I'm going to say that. I'm, there are certainly other things out there, and I will leave Liz to, to cover them herself. Well, um, I have down as my best thing. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff, uh, but I, I really am impressed by the new Netflix series Abstract, colon, The Art of Design, which is uh, pre executive produced by Nor Nor uh, Morgan Neville, and who's done a number of really cool documentaries. And it's a very interesting, uh, meticulous look at eight people who you may probably likely have never heard of, but some of them, I mean, all of them are, all of them are designers of working in various fields and all of them are these artists essentially, but these are artists who are designing what you wear on your feet or what you drive or what you look at on a poster. And it's there. It will give you an appreciation for the construction of objects and the things that you take for granted all the time. I've already said that I think twice, but the point is it's really cool. It's not necessarily a good binge view. And I think there are certain episodes that are more intriguing than others. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool elements to it. And uh, it's, I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, it basically, imagine, you know how you get frustrated watching Chef's Table because you're like, that food looks great, but I can't taste it, so what's the point? This is all aesthetic. This is all, like, visual visual communication. And so it, it's all of the artistry that you love about Chef's Table, but without any of that frustration of not being able to get the full experience. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of pretty buildings and cool shit yeah lots of cool shit that's that, that is that why am i working on this review i should just write that there's cool shit in this episode you guys you should check it out turn this on turn your mind off binge check out that cool shit yep um that should always be our philosophy what's the next thing you're looking forward to um well to go against our new found philosophy the, the next the the next thing I'm immediately looking forward to is obviously the season one finale of The Young Pope. Pope. Uh, it's, it's airing tonight, if you're listening to this on Monday. If you're listening to it after Monday, then it's available. So if you've been waiting to binge watch The Young Pope all season, guess what? Your time has come. So turn it on, enjoy, and pray for all the animals. Um, in addition to that, I will endorse something similar to what Liz was talking about, which could very well be Turn Your Brain Off kind of entertainment. Uh, Planet Earth 2 is finally being released on Friday, February 17th. Um, it's uh, technically on BBC America, but they're simulcasting that across a, across a bunch of networks, including AMC and Sundance TV, and they're going to make it pretty widely available. So uh, I can safely assume that it's going to be great and like just kind of you know endorse it without having seen it. So. Let's just let's all just agree to, to give Planet Earth to a try. I don't think it's gonna hurt you. Fair enough. It's gonna enough. be pretty. It's gonna be so pretty. <laughs> ah, Liz, what are you looking forward to? I like that you picked two things that are you know, potentially dangerous to animals. Um, well, yeah, that's yeah. Pray for the animals, guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned I mentioned as I said the the good fight, which is something I'm very much looking forward to checking out. Um, and oh god. One second. Well, I feel like uh, there's so many there's so many screeners I wanted to watch. Uh, we've got more little bit Big Little Lies coming in, uh, which I know Ben is very excited about as well. Fact. Oh gosh. Uh, one second. Cannot wait. 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, those those shows are good. Um, I also uh, Han, uh, our 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 own Han uh, reviewed uh, this new Amazon series called The Collection, and she did not give it a very favorable review. Uh, she, and a lot of her, her review is full of good points that I totally see 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 where she's coming from. But I am still interested in maybe checking out a little bit of it. It's a period drama about um, France uh, in 1947, and you know, trying to rebuild its fashion empire. And Ben is audibly yawning as I describe Sorry. it. No, I Sorry, think that was involuntary. <coughs> I think I was good editorializing. Apologies for the cough as well. Um, but yeah, I might check that out. But the good fight is my priority. I'm very excited for it. Sounds like a sounds like a good. Prioritization was. I mean, like when when the good decision. wife when the good wife was at its best, it was some of the best television on television. There, there you go. Yeah. That's, what more do you need when you're looking for a, a spinoff that can't even earn a spot on CBS traditionally? <laughs> That's just the investment they're putting into it. And shut your mouth. Cush Jumbo's in this show, Ben. Cush Jumbo. Yeah, we learned a long time ago that that great names don't necessarily produce great TV. Fair. But Kush Jumbo is wonderful, so I'm excited. Um, Fair enough. And you'll be able to read all about this stuff and more on IndieWire.com, which also will include reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like, none of the stuff you don't. We guarantee it. Do not ask us what we're guaranteeing specifically. And if you want more guarantees that cannot be followed up on, then make sure you listen to Screen Talk with Ann Thompson and Eric Cohn. (laughs) Talking about all the great films uh, hitting theaters and uh, the Oscar race, which is in just full swing, guys. I mean, that's the third Sunday, by the way. Like, we've got oh, yeah. this Sunday, the next Sunday, then it's Oscar Sunday. So prepare yourself. Um, and, obviously, if you want to learn a little bit more about TV that's happening in the now, immediately, all week long, listen to Turn It On with our own Michael Schneider. Yep. It's a good podcast. You should listen to it. And it's, dare uh, I say, very good. Very good. Um, you should also follow Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And make sure to follow Liz on Twitter. That's at Lizlet with an I and then an E. That is correct. We will be back next week for episode 100. It's going to be great. Um, and in the meantime, you guys, keep watching television. Keep watching television.